First off, I'd like to say congratulations. You are in at the beginning of something amazing. I'm about to show you something that's amazing. You guys want to see something amazing? Yes, I want to see something amazing. Yeah. What is it? So amazing. Amazing. Whoa, amazing! What are you waiting for? I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. This week on Something, something amazing. amazing, I introduce you to a new hero of yours that you don't yet have. <laughs> He's a hero of mine now that I've heard about him. <laughs> The moon! Oh, get ready for a, a basically a moon episode. <laughs> Happy anniversary of the moon landing. 50 years ago, a man, two men, walked on the moon, collected their moon dust and their moon rocks, and then brought it back to Earth safely. That is a huge achievement, and to celebrate, I have a bunch of facts about that. That and so much more friendship. this week on... Oh, yes, it's a moon friendship this week on <laughs> Something, Something Amazing. amazing. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Something, Something Amazing. Amazing. I'm Amberly Cole. That was so squeaky at the time. I'm Matt Saracini. So squeaky. Oh. I'm bringing the squeak this week. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back. <laughs> Sorry, I hit my washing. As squeaky as ever. Yeah. Uh, how are you, Amberly Cole? I'm fantastic. Uh, sorry once again. No, let's stop apologising. No, we're here when we're here. We're here when we're here. We're here. And we're, we're squeaky. And we're proud. And we're full of friendship and full of facts. Uh, that's right. This is a podcast where every now and then Amberly Cole <laughs> and I sit down together and we share a fact, a tidbit, a tale, a story from our lives. The one thing that binds all these things together is it must be something, something amazing. amazing. Hey, can I tell you about something amazing I saw yesterday? It's not oh, one of my facts. Always. But I went to the museum and there was a bowerbird, a satin bowerbird. And mm. what satin bowerbirds like to do is like to collect blue things, which I think is really interesting because there was a point where there wasn't really blue things around. But yeah. now that we've we've come in, we've created a lot of like blue plastic garbage. They're like, I'm in heaven. Yeah, they're like, yes, I love this. Anyway, so it made its whole nest and it had all this blue plastic around mm. and we actually saw it do its mating dance oh. for the female satin bowerbird and it was like quite intense like it was like have you seen is like, this like when you look at a david attenborough it Darko? was exactly like that and it was so intense and it was like it would puff up and it was like, like almost vibrating and the, like the bird just flew away not interested at all wow that is something, something amazing. amazing it was so cool the other thing that's happened to yes. me and you is we went to our dear friend's wedding yeah, and we two. actually uh, um, did a podcast for them for their oh, wedding. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the strangest thing to have. They had a podcast caravan as like a fun thing to well, do. Well, they listened to this podcast, so I can only imagine that it was oh, just for us. Them. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, they had a podcast caravan set up where you could go in and record them a message, and we did. We did a private <laughs> something amazing. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it would be worth sharing. It would be a mess. You're off soon. You're yes. Going, you're I'm going off. to do shows. Yes, I'm off next Wednesday to the Big E, uh, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. <laughs> Does anyone call it the Big E? <laughs> I have never called it the Big E and have never call, heard anyone call it the Big E, so okay. I'm sure it's known colloquially as the Big E, which is the biggest fringe festival in the world. Wow. I'm taking my show, Three Deaths of Ebony Black, 
She's a little puppet show. <laughs> it just all sounded like one word. When you Three said. Like, <laughs> it's a puppet it's, show. It's a great show. Thank you. Yeah, really. I'm very good. excited. Two hander musical puppets. Yeah, fast. Really cool theme. Death is the the really cool theme. Yeah, basically. it is. It is. Uh, yeah, should be a riot. Are you excited? Yes, and, I, and I'm excited because I've like set my expectations very low. Like I've set them to be like I'll lose all my money and no one will come. <laughs> so now if I make, it, oh, I mean I won't make any money, but like if Everything. I. Don't lose, <laughs> if I don't lose like thousands and thousands of dollars and yeah. like three people come, wow, it's going to be great. <laughs> so the next episode of Something Amazing yeah. will be really telling. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that's all the friendship and nonsense done. Let's get to the facts, facts please. Facts, facts. Can facts, I go facts. first? Because I have heaps. Yeah, you're so excited. Um, you told me I could do the whole 30 minutes if you wanted. So that must be a good fact. The anniversary. Of something amazing? No, no, no. Uh, of uh, 50 years ago, what happened 50 years ago? Hint, you love this. Something about Jim Henson? No. Mm. <laughs> good, good guess. Though. I love it. You love it. I love any- everything. No, you love it. This more than anything. And it's nothing to do with Jim Henson? No. Is it just Stephen Sondheim? No. Um, not to do with puppets? No. Not what? What do I like? What do I like more than anything? You love the moon. The, yes, I love the moon. Fifty years ago, man landed on the moon. I've heard of this phenomena. Yeah, yeah. It's all fake, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually at a dinner party had to argue with somebody that the moon landing happened. Wow. Like I'd never thought in my life of people that I know and spent any time with, I would have to legitimately convince someone that we went. Yeah, but you... Okay, but we watched that Flat Earthers documentary that we've talked about before, and we can understand how people believe things. Oh, it's a, it's a very great conspiracy theory. How exciting. You need some secret agendas yeah, and yeah. some well-documented... And, like, Stanley Kubrick oh, is, like, the director. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got, like, a fight between different nations. And yeah. it doesn't matter how often you can disprove it. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still fun. Uh, but no, but what I have got for you is, like, a bunch of facts about the moon landing. I love the moon. And also, I mean, I don't know when you're putting this out, but yesterday was the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> we, well, we, <laughs> I guess you'll know. Maybe I'll wait till the <laughs> next full moon. Just check how far away the full moon is to know how late we've put this up. I love that moon. I just love that moon so much. I'm just very drawn to it. I can't tell you why. I just love that moon. Okay, so here comes the moon landing facts. When we went and trod on up, my beautiful, <laughs> precious uh, planet. No, it's not a planet. My beautiful, precious rock. I see it as the peak of human achievement. So Us going to the moon. Yeah, absolutely. You, you love space. Yeah. Okay. So, um, apparently the original goal of the Apollo program was just to orbit the moon. Yeah. And that when it was launched in 1960, that's they were like, we're going to do that. Uh, but then John F. Kennedy gave a speech. We're going to land on the moon. <laughs> and NASA was like, oh, okay, boy. <laughs> that's the plan now. All right. Excellent. Um, and also, there was a secret speech. Have you heard about this before? No. A secret speech that was written in case they didn't come back. Wow. So, it was called In the Event of Moon Disaster. Do you want to hear a bit of it? Yes, please. So, imagine it had gone completely different out Heroes, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and of course... No idea. Michael Collins. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't touch down on the moon on July 2969. Instead, we're in a fiery wreck. Okay, (laughs) This is what would have been said. I don't know why I giggled at that. I giggled at 
fiery wreck. wreck. <laughs> well, Am even, I a monster? <laughs> even worse, apparently Michael Collins watching the the moonwalk. You know, Neil and Buzz are down there doing their stuff, and it was Neil like, and Buzz. Yeah. They just chose people with funny names. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're down there getting their moon rocks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they did down there. <laughs> uh, actually, I've got a fun fact about what they did down there a bit later. But uh, he was like, oh, if they don't come back, I'm not going to commit suicide and go and try and get them. Like, what if the moon lander doesn't take off again properly yeah. or, like, takes off a bit and crashes? He's like, I've just got to go back to Earth. Yeah. On my own. On just going, own. Sorry, guys, leaving so, you sorry, on the moon. Everyone. Got to head home to the fam. <laughs> Anyway, so if that had happened... They've got, like, gravity there. There was <laughs> There was a speech written, and it goes like this. Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. <gasps> These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edward Aldrin, Buzz, know that there is no hope for their recovery, but they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. That's so messed up to, like, make something beautiful and poetic about someone's death in case it happens. Yeah. Wow, because it means nothing. Because you would have had to say it really quickly. You can't make that up on the spot. I know, but it's like you think that when someone dies and then someone says something about them, it's like them reflecting on their actual death. Yeah, I know. I've written your eulogy. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've Fate written your eulogy, and it's, Amberly hey, everyone, Collins. give Matt a high five. He's <laughs> he's taxidermied outside, and then we're going to turn him into a firework. That's my eulogy. <laughs> That's exactly what I want. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you listen when we talk. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Apollo 11 astronauts had to consume a lot of fizzy water because they I had- I love a, fizzy water. Yeah, well, I hate it. It's oh, like, yeah. why are all those bubbles getting in the way of the water? You can't be an astronaut. If I wanted air, I would breathe. If I wanted water, give me water. Guess you'll just have to stay on Earth. Hate so I'll go up there and do some moonwalking with my moon rocks <laughs> and my fizzy water. So, um, apparently, the drinking water, just through a fault in the system, was laced with hydrogen bubbles. And because there was all those bubbles, that meant there was a lot of farting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're all in these like tight, tight quarters. And um, there was a quote from Collins, Michael Collins. These bubbles produce gross flatulence in the lower bowel. Gross resu- flatulence. Resulting in a not so subtle and pervasive aroma, which reminds me of a mixture of wet dog and marsh gas. Everything we talk about going to space. Yeah. Really ruins it for, Can't for wait. us. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, buzz you old- lose your fingernails, you lose your bone density, you'll probably die, and you're just a farty mess. <laughs> so, Neil Armstrong, when they were coming into land, wasn't convinced they were going to be able to do it. Oh, he's the man with all the confidence. <laughs> well, actually, he was very scientific. Have you seen First Man? Have I seen... No, I just know the speech. But I guess he didn't really write that speech, did he? Well, apparently there was a misquote in the speech. Probably someone else wrote it for him. The guy wrote their eulogy before they'd even died. (laughs) It was a misquote in the speech because the famous speech is, of course... One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yeah, and Armstrong maintains that what he actually said, but it was lost in radio static, is that's one small step for a man... One giant leap for mankind. Okay. So the A was missed out. Right. Um... 
which is not a big thing, but I guess. I guess it, he's a bit like, come on. Yeah. It's my one big quote and you got it wrong. I worked on it really hard. So anyway, um, he wasn't convinced that they were going to be out of land properly. So a month before the launch of Apollo 11, that's when he was for the first time feel confident enough that we can attempt a descent to the surface. But if you said to Neil Armstrong, what are your chances of going to the moon, orbiting and coming back? He would go on about 90% safety coming back. Sweet. And then we go, okay, now chuck in a moon landing. Yeah. And it goes down to 50-50. And they're like, we'll do it. Yeah. Well, doesn't that show extreme bravery? Like, when would you do something that has a 50% chance of death? Yeah, pretty pretty massive stakes. And only a month out. Like, you've been training for years. Yeah. This mission was announced in 1960. It's 1969. And you're going, okay, one month before I feel okay. 50% of death. To attempt a landing. Isn't that insane? That's insane. But I guess, like, if you're an astronaut, it means you're very, very smart, but you're also just, like, willing to put yourself on the line. Yeah. Like, that's that's the whole thing about being an astronaut. Well, they say the people who are going to Mars for the first time probably aren't going to come back. And you want to do that. No, I don't. I don't want a one-way ticket. I I thought you did. No, I want a chance of return. Okay. A 50-50. 50-50. That's what I want. Flip a coin. Uh, oh, another fun fact about the landing was that the computer on the uh, eagle, you know, the eagle has landed. Mm. The computer originally wanted them to land in this massive boulder-filled crater. And so Armstrong is looking out the window and going, no, mm, that's even boulders. worse than 50 Too many 50. boulders. I've got to try and avoid that potential disaster. So then took manual control oh, wow. of a lunar landing. Don't forget... No human has ever landed on the moon before. And he's like, time to go manual. Yeah, wow. And then guided it down like a helicopter. Mm. Apparently, that's what flying it was like. Uh, But had absolutely no idea. Like, the fuel alarms going off saying, you're not going to get off this moon if you keep going. He's like, well. Well, (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. We knew this was going to happen. And so he landed four miles away from where they were actually meant to land. But... Uh, he took it to a smoother area without so many rocks and found a level area to go down before they ran out of fuel. Yeah, wow. Incredible. Huge. Incredible. I'll pause there. The more moon facts later. Okay, great. Because yeah. so far, all of those moon facts have been something, something amazing. amazing. All right, let's 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 head to Earth for a quick second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what you got? Okay, hear this incredible fact. In fact, I would say this fact is... Something amazing. I'm sorry for doing it before the fact, but I think you'll agree afterwards. Okay. The process <laughs> the process of dry cleaning. Yes. Was invented. Oh, what year would you guess? Oh, oh, good one. Um, I'm guessing it was the Roaring Forties. As in nineteen forties? Yeah. Yeah, about a century off, eighteen twenty one. All right. By an Your first look on your face was like I'd guessed it. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> nah, really, really, really far off the uh, the bat there. Um by an African American business owner named Thomas Jennings. He was the first TJ. TJ. He was one of the first African Americans to be granted a patent. Uh-huh. He had to use the pro- um, the proceeds from his invention to buy his wife and children out of slavery. Oh my God! Eighteen twenty one. What is dry cleaning? Is it just steam on clothes? Nah, it must clean it more than that. Dry cleaning is any cleaning process for clothing and textiles using a chemical solvent other than water. Oh, so no water involved at all. No. Nah. It's like a dry process. That's why it's dry cleaning. Uh, yeah, the, the hint was in the name. <laughs> but despite its name, dry cleaning is not a dry process. Clothes are soaked in a liquid solvent. 
Oh. Which the industry calls perk. I'm out of perk. Yeah. Get, get me get a more, truckload of perk. Get more perk on this, which I guess is why- Perk it up. Like clothes that are like have lots of bits on them that mm. you can't get wet, you dry clean. Yeah. Yeah. Because you got to perk it. you got to perk that. <laughs> anyway, isn't that incredible? In 1821. Yeah. What a hero. Thomas Jennings. Good on you, TJ. The inventor of dry cleaning. Good on you, TJ. Thanks, yeah, TJ, hero. for all you've done. Uh, you're a hero. And thanks for keeping my suits. How's that? How's that spiffy. for a fact? That was something, something amazing. amazing. Thank you. So, you know who the Wright brothers are? Yeah, planes. Yeah, the first people to do a plane. Well, Neil first Ar- people to do a plane. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Neil Armstrong was a real plane doer. Yeah. So he got contacted by the Air Force to be asked whether he would like to take some of the Wright brothers' first plane on the moon mission. Take some of the plane. Yeah, so the Wright brothers' first aircraft was yeah. packed onto the moon mission. For, like, no reason other than for it to be in space. No reason. Symbolism, Amberly. For symbolism. For symbolism. It would be so heavy. <laughs> no, not the whole plane. Like, they'd have to conserve so much weight. Just a part of it. Which part? I don't know, a part. How heavy was the part? And the deal was... Was it the heart of the plane? The deal was that if if Armstrong did it, he was allowed to keep half the pieces. Well, okay, so there must be more than one piece. This seems like an, a ridiculous idea. He took the genesis of flight For with him... symbolism. ...on the flight Just to the like moon. Just take like a little pin or something or a letter from the Wright brothers. Like a little kiss. It's take like, a little kiss. <laughs> it was his boyhood goal to be an aircraft designer. I read a I read a fact on the way here that I'm not using, but I might as well just tell you because okay. it's not something amazing. Okay. It's just about f- pilots. Yes. But apparently due to the um, automated nature of planes these days, uh, <laughs> some pilots recently flew 150 miles further than they should have because oh, they just no. got bored oh, and they no. just stopped paying attention. Oh, no. 150 miles. Oh, no. We're- oh, hang on. On. Were we meant to land 150 miles ago? <laughs> Someone check your Apple Maps. Just check for a second. Where are we? There's just more clouds, isn't there? It's just clouds after clouds. Oh, boy. Uh, so, uh, apparently when the eagle landed on the moon, uh, it, it didn't land properly. Like, it was meant to hit the moon so hard that the ladder kind of fell down. Okay. But the ladder didn't fall down enough, and it was yeah. about three and a half feet above the ground. So... Before Neil Armstrong did his whole one small step, he actually... For a man. For a man. He had to literally walk down the ladder, jump onto the moon, and then check he could get back up, and then go, cool, all clear, now we do the... Roll camera. Let's go. He's not He's not within the safety circle, this guy. At my work, we have a thing. Are you in the safety circle? I feel like Neil Armstrong is never within the safety circle. 50-50, that's the safety circle. <laughs> I don't um, think NASA uses the safety circle method like my work does. Armstrong may have been the first man to walk on the moon, but Buzz was the first man to pee on the moon. Oh, good job, Buzz. It's lonely as hell out there. I peed my pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the same time that Armstrong and Aldrin were doing their moonwalk, mm. a Soviet spacecraft accidentally crashed into the moon <gasps> at the same time. Wow. Yeah, about- With people on it? No, okay. no, that was the achievement that America had the people on it. I know, but like if they died no, on the moon, maybe they just would <laughs> like go we under were, the rug. Yeah, we were this close. <laughs> Send a man, quick, chase just, them. Just throw them there. <laughs> Dead or alive, we wanted to be on the moon. <laughs> no. it was, there's a chance they'll die, so then we'll all be dead on the moon. Yeah, it's fine. yeah, 50-50. 
Uh, first thing eaten on the moon. What Ooh, do you think it was? Space ice cream. <laughs> Just mixing your space ice cream whilst <laughs> trying to collect moon rocks. No, it was a communion wafer. What? Yeah, Buzz did it. Uh, he did a little host. It's why a little bit of wine. Gave his thanks to the intelligence and spirit that had brought two young pilots to the sea. Wait, so he was religious? Oh, yeah. Big That's time. surprising. Nah, big time. America. I just think people who are, I know, but I feel like people who are astronauts are very like scientific. And like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of people who believe in Jesus who also don't believe in evolution, for example. So apparently NASA, when they did an early Apollo mission, just one that was orbiting the Earth, um, they read a passage from Genesis uh, on Christmas Eve because a lot of people were listening to the, the broadcast mm. of these astronauts. And apparently a lady got so annoyed as yeah. an atheist that she sued NASA and said, I'm so furious yeah, that I you were Yeah, I just wanted my a- science facts, please. So- Actually, this um, I, I was at the museum yesterday yeah. and our friend Jenny works there and she was telling me this great thing. Um, so, you know, the museum is just full of taxidermy. Like, they just, like, they've got far laps, they've got that whole room of taxidermy. I mean, like every ex- exhibit they try and just put a taxidermied animal in there <laughs> sure. somehow like they right. just love taxidermy, taxidermy. Um, but and I imagine like back in the old days like taxidermy was actually like pretty useful because we didn't have the internet so if you wanted to know what a leopard looked like yeah Taxidermy was the way. Now yeah. you look at it and you're like, that looks nothing like the animal it is. It just looks like a shriveled mess. And how would you learn it as well? Yeah. You just have to learn how to stuff an animal. Well, I guess there's yeah people who do that. But And apparently Melbourne Museum's also famous for having a really sad otter. Like some, It's like on a bad taxidermy site, right. this sad otter. But interestingly enough, like when the like ages and ages ago, whoever was running the museum was, in, was, a, was very religious yeah. and he didn't believe in evolution. And so he decided to get these two gorillas, taxidermy, or these two these taxidermy gorillas into the museum. Yeah. And um, he thought it would be like so. People wanted to see them because they were like, we've heard of these gorillas, we've heard they're like man, we're really interested. And he was really good at marketing, so he was like, great, I'm going to bring these gorillas in. Um, and the like double double the amount of people came into the museum that week. Like right. it was a great marketing thing. And he actually thought this is going to prove my point. And they tried to make the gorillas look quite vicious. And yep. they're like, look, this looks nothing like man. And everyone came and was like, mm, oh, actually, look at those men. It's pretty Couple pretty of man like just so having kind a of war <laughs> chat over there. Worked against him. He thought it was going to like help his case. Yeah. But it didn't. But he got lots more uh, people coming into the museum. So, so win-win. His marketing side won out. <laughs> uh, okay, so apparently Armstrong and Aldrin had to be really careful not to lock themselves out of the module. <laughs> so, you know, when you lock yourself out I of the house. I lock myself out so often. I can imagine that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, you know, you go, oh, where's my spare key? Or you climb in a window or whatever you do. Uh, apparently, like... You know, imagine you're on the moon. You're probably existential. Yeah, you're collecting your moon rocks or whatever. Um, But had they been overwhelmed by the cosmic wonder of it all, they could have easily locked themselves out of the lunar module and the eagle had no handle on the outside. Oh, but Michael's inside. Michael Jackson? No, he's up. He's up in the big spaceship. Oh, so the eagle went down, it, landed, and then went back up and connected with the big spaceship that went home. Yeah, right. So that's why he was looking down going, if that yeah, thing doesn't yeah, yeah. take off. It wasn't just he didn't want to go out in the cold. Yeah. Uh, the American- Which is, it is very cold <laughs> on the moon, by the way. The American flag 
um, planted in the moon. Yeah. Apparently really hard to do. Like really? moon rocks real hard. Yeah. And, and this is another one that the conspiracy it, like, theorists waves, like. And they're like, it can't wave because there's, like, where's no the air. wind? There's no air. I don't know what it is. But the other one is, we've got really powerful telescopes. Why can't we see the flag? Oh, hasn't it, like, mm. the sun has, like, faded it really intensely? Oh, absolutely. First of all, the rockets of them taking back off would have just knocked it yeah, over right, straight yeah. into the ground. <laughs> Second of all, there's no UV protection. We didn't have a nice ozone layer around the Earth. It's yeah, just like yeah. sun and um, I also just think moon. it's kind of gross to put a flag on it. Like, I know it was a race between them and Russia, but like also, like, the moon is for everyone. Yeah. It's not for a country. Yeah. Just because you got there. For, I mean, that's how our world works, isn't it? Whoever gets there first gets it. Yeah, well, it would have been bleached white in no time. Yeah, so, so like a that. peace, a peace flag. The nylon everyone has the moon. The moon belongs to everyone. <laughs> the best things in life are free. Well, they also left some other stuff behind. They um, Well, his urine. Yes, that. No, that was in a nappy, I think. Oh, uh, fun. They left behind 73 world leaders' messages. Okay. Uh, that a gold pin. Like on a letter? Yeah, I guess so. They just, like, put the letter litter. on them. <laughs> yeah, they just littered the moon with littered some letters. With a letter. Uh, they put a gold pin in the shape of an olive branch, which was meant to symbolize peace. Yo, they're much smaller than the flag. And a patch from the Apollo 1 mission, which never launched because three of the astronauts died. Yeah, well. That'll do it. That'll, that'll do ru- it. That'll ruin a mission. Oh, boy. That was a sad mission. <laughs> um, Is that what? Which, which, what's the movie with Tom Hanks? Which one's that one? Apollo 13. Yeah. What's yeah. that one? The, this one that landed on the moon was Apollo 11. Oh, so it's later. Yeah. Do you know to film that, they had to do that thing where... They go the, the plane, rocket. yeah. The plane is just sort of dropping at a like such a speed that they start floating, and you just like, God, it would have been awful. Yeah, and they <laughs> it do been the terrible. Um, I, I've got three quick ones, but I'll I'll do it after your next fact. Okay, I'll just do a quick one then. I'll just do a quickie. The man in the moon, moon spell M O O N E, is a 1638 novel. Wow, you're really getting the history facts out this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm going way, way back. 1638 novel that is considered by some to be one of the first works of science fiction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So in it, a Spaniard ends up on the moon after fleeing Spain and harnessing some wild swans who fly him up to it. He then meets Lunars, uh, who are people who inhabit the moon. Oh, cute. Yeah, cool, right? I like that. <laughs> It's written by uh, English Divine and Church of England Bishop Francis Godwin. So there's a bishop whose name's Godwin? Yep, because he knows who wins. (laughs) That's wow. God wins. Yeah. Again, like, there you go. Have a religious person associated with the moon. Yeah, I guess so. So Science fiction. Go science. Go science. Uh, Believe what you want to believe. That's my attitude. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, final three moon facts for the 50th anniversary of the moon landing. Great. Uh, so Armstrong bought back a, a bag of moon dust and mm-hmm. it accidentally got sold at a government auction for $995. Just As like, moon dust? What do you mean no, accidentally sold? Was like, who wants his bag of dust? And someone was like, $999, $995. please. Yeah, and Nancy Lee Carlson was from Chicago and bought the bag and then was like, I reckon this is... Moon dust. How could she tell? Was it like glittery? Well, I guess maybe it was sold as moon dust because um, 
they wanted to send the bag to NASA to confirm the authenticity of it. Yeah. And when NASA got the bag, they refused to give it back because they're like, oh, my no, God, our moon, our moon dust. moon dust. Yeah. How do we lose this? And so then Carlson took the agency to court where a judge ruled in her favour. And then in 2017, Carlson sold that bag of moon dust, bought for $995 for $1.8 million. Wow. Because have you had that story? It's in our friend show, um, What Doesn't Kill You, Blah, Blah, Stronger, where yeah. they talk about people who have almost died. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but They yeah. do this whole story about, this true story about this woman who found, like, a piece of a meteorite, and it kind of ruined her life because um, she just wanted to keep it and everyone wanted her to, like, sell it yeah. and, and stuff, and she's just like, no, I just like this life, and her husband left her, and it was just oh, like, wow. it caused, like, the end of her life, <laughs> <laughs> finding this meteorite, this piece of, like, space. So, what does the moon smell like? Ooh. Well, I imagine, like, the air's different, right? Yeah, well, I don't think there is air. Well, there air. is an air, which isn't... I just but imagine you can still it's... have a smell. Can you? Can you? I don't know. Yeah, you could. Can you? <laughs> Once you mix that stuff with air, it would go into then your nose and have a smell. Can you have smells without air? Yeah, like, if I picked up some moon rock and yeah. then took it down to earth and then... And then smelt it. That would oh, be what yeah. the moon smells like. I mean, I imagine it smells magical because I love the moon. <laughs> okay, well, here's what Armstrong said. Uh-oh. He said, it smelled to me like wet ashes in a fireplace. Well, that sounds nice. And wet Aldrin, ashes. Aldrin said it was a bit different. It was more of a pungent metallic smell, Ooh. something like gunpowder or the smell in the air after a firecracker has gone off. Yeah, I like that. Isn't that cool? That is but the moon has a smell. I love that. Uh, and finally, my final fact. Cool, here we go. These have all been great facts, by the way. Thank you. Even though that you've done a giant leap for mankind and you've absolutely been the pinnacle of human achievement, can't save you from bureaucracy. When all the astronauts landed, they had to fill out an expense form. <laughs> yeah. Which included $33 in travel expenses. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to Wait, and from. Who, who were they transacting the, with? Getting a taxi from your house to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Or to the rocket that takes you to the moon. But also, they had to fill out customs forms. What? So when they came back to America, they had to fill out customs forms. You could just forms. have like, oh, we'll let these guys through. No. Done, they had a 50-50 chance. Nah, and the best is what they declared, like yeah. on the form. They said, oh, well, you know, what are you carrying with you? And they're like... Moon rock, <laughs> moon dust. I won't lose this. And samples. <laughs> yeah, so that's my moon facts. They are that. Okay, every single fact was something, something amazing. amazing. I love that moon. Hey, Matt Sarsini, what, yes. did you, what did you recommend this week? Oh, oh wow. Um, I recommend taking a look at the moon and just imagine the amount of hours and scientific achievement and work and research and 50-50 chances that went into one of us, um, a man, loosely speaking. A man. Uh, Not uh, man, a man. To put a person on the moon is Mm. just incredible and what an achievement. And 50 years ago. It blows my mind, the bravery and the science and the everything that worked together to do that. I recommend... Finding a, a hero that you hadn't heard of. My new hero is Thomas Jennings. TJ. TJ. Uh, I, I th- and I think he's a hero worthy of being a hero. Great. I recommend you recommend this podcast oh, to a friend. Oh, yes, please recommend this podcast oh, to a, a friend. A special recommendation for you, Amberly. I recommend you have a great time in the Big E. If you happen to be in the Big E, please come see my show and say hi. Yes, if you happen to it's be It's called there. 3 Decibel Black. For all our Scottish listeners. <laughs> Bye. Bye.